Welcome to season one of the Lindsay Morgan Snyder podcast, where Lindsay will explore falling in love with love himself. In this season, we will hear from Lindsay and surprise special guests from her Hollywood network speak on topics such as the circumference of love, talking to love, trusting love, how to stop striving for love, how to let love in, how to let love out, how to let love pop out of your head and overflow. It's bound to be an exciting season. Now welcome your host, Lindsay Morgan Snyder. Hey guys, Lynn's here, so excited. Today on episode two, it is titled Talking to Love because we are going to talk about talking to love himself. And the reason we are going to talk about that is because we cannot love someone that we don't trust and we cannot trust someone that we don't talk to. Now, something else that we can't do is we can't we can't get to know someone that we don't have any context for or don't understand. And that's where the Bible comes in. And you guys know I'm not an exegetical Bible teacher. I have some beautiful friends who are, and I love learning from them and listening to them teach. That's not my gifting, <laughs> and that's okay. Um, so the number one thing I think we all know is getting to know God is getting to know the scripture because it says in scripture that Jesus is the word. So Jesus is the word, the word of God, the Bible, which is so cool. I just think that's like amazing. He's so, he wants to be known by us, you know, and through his word is a hundred percent where that, where that comes from, where that will always be. Um, and so that's like paramount to, to anything else that we do when it comes to the Lord. But also his spirit lives inside of us. His Holy Spirit lives inside of us. When we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, Jesus said in scripture that he had to go. He had to go because he wanted to send our counselor and our comforter and our helper, who is the Holy Spirit, to live inside of us. So we have this counselor who lives inside of us, which I'm going to be honest with y'all, I'll love me some therapy. So the fact that God was so smart to put a counselor that lived inside of me, I'm like, that is too kind. Y'all, let's just be honest. That is so kind. Um, <laughs> so with this, with this counselor, with this helper that, that came to live inside of us, that Jesus sent for us, he lives inside of us. And therefore, we can hear him because he lives in us. And the way we hear him is that is that that still small voice that scripture talks about. And it the voice can be audible, so I've heard. I've never experienced it like that personally. That doesn't negate that it's true. It's just not been in my experience. The way I've experienced hearing the still small voice of the Holy Spirit is in my mind in my thoughts and you know trying to discern okay like is every thought i have the holy spirit absolutely not um but there are there are thoughts that come into our mind that are from the holy spirit and that is how we hear from god 
Not the only way, but it is a way that we hear from God. And that's the way we're going to be talking about today. So I love this, to be honest. And and again, you know me, I am not someone, or you might not know me, but but I am not someone who thinks there is one formula to knowing Jesus, to following Jesus. I am someone who thinks there is one way to God and it is through Jesus Christ. So that is absolutely true. But there are so many different ways that we follow Jesus in this life. And I love where scripture says that God knows every hair on our head. He has them numbered. So God knows us better than we know ourselves um, because he was our creator. And that is my favorite thing, that he knows us so personally. And he is going to lead us all in ways that he knows that are going to work for us that he knows that we're going to be able to grasp, that he knows that that makes sense to us. Not everything makes sense to us, but like he's just that kind that he wants to lead us in a way we're going to follow, obviously. And that doesn't mean that it's not uncomfortable at times or a mystery at times. It doesn't mean that. But I think you, you know what I'm saying there. And a way that the Lord taught me to, to commune with him was by writing. And I was not a writer. I actually couldn't spell very well. I was not considered dyslexic, but just had major learning disabilities when it came to reading and and writing and stuff, which is funny because then I became an author. So see, God just isn't really worried about our natural weaknesses. <laughs> he actually can be super strong in the midst of your weakness. But so for me to learn to commune with God through writing was a little unusual. Uh, my parents would tell you I've always been good at expressing myself through writing, but I never thought I was a good writer because I couldn't spell very well. And I, yeah, like never knew where the commas went. You know what I mean? I remember my college professor, I was in, I was a communications major being like, Lynn's like, girlfriend, you write like run on sentences, like no one's business, you know, like you, you gotta like learn commas, you know, I'm like, I do not know where the commas go. You know, I love exclamation points. A few of my friends right now might be laughing if they're listening to this because I was the girl who overused exclamation points, overused, you know, the multi, the multi-period situation. And so I, you know, it's funny that God would, his first way of me learning to commune with him was through writing. And he did, and it was it was you know journaling basically is what a lot of people would call it. Although I I met Jesus when I was thirty one, so I didn't grow up like learning to journal. Like I don't even think that anyone taught me that. I just love a pen. I love paper. I love beauty, so I would always make sure I got the most beautiful journals. You know, I would go and to TJ Maxx or wherever. No, this is not sponsored, but it'd be fun if it was. But like, you know, and I would just look for a journal that made my heart sing. You know what I mean? And and then I'd get like a nice pen and I would just sit. You know, I would sit. I lived in Atlanta, Georgia in this adorable little loft, like right down from the Fox Theater, like right on Peachtree Street, like such a cute area. And I overlooked the Biltmore Hotel, the old Biltmore Hotel, which was just like historic and like beautiful. And I would sit in this chair and I would light my candles and I I didn't drink anymore. Not that that's drinking's bad, but I was a bit of an alcoholic. So I, you know, didn't drink anymore, but I would, 
maybe even, you know, have my hot tea with me um, and would just sit there and sit with God and, and I would write with him. I would talk to him through writing. I would talk to him through my uh, journaling. And I don't think anyone taught me this, you guys. I, I don't remember, and I'll love to give credit where credit is due, but I do not remember anyone teaching me this quote unquote like tactic. I don't know if the word's even tactic that I want to use, but I just don't remember anyone teaching me this. All I know is that I just did it and I I I don't know. I don't know where it came from, but what I would do, and I teach this in my book, Letting Love In, but and I called it journaling with Jesus in my book. Since then I've, you know, thought about changing the name, but but it was this simple thing where it was like a dialogue. So I live here in Los Angeles. A lot of my friends work in Hollywood, whether it be in the music industry or, or actors or singers or performers, Broadway dancers. I mean, oh, I have the most amazing, eclectic, beautiful, creative group of friends, which makes me so happy. I can't even tell you. But, you know, I've learned a little bit about screenwriting. I, I don't know a ton about it. But but in screenwriting, the way they dialogue, the way they communicate dialogue in a screenplay is very similar to how the Lord taught me to talk to him in my journal. But this was 10 10 or so years ago. So I knew, I didn't even know screenwriting was a thing. I didn't live in Los Angeles. I didn't have any of these cool, creative, like entertainment Hollywood friends. Uh, So I don't know where it came from, y'all. I think it came straight from the Holy Spirit, which is cool, right? But, and if somebody's listening to this, they're like, hey, Lynn, I taught you that. Totally call me out. I'll correct it. But, um, But it was this whole idea of like writing, writing me, dot, dot, writing the word me, M-E, dot, dot. And then saying whatever it was I would say to Jesus if he was sitting right in front of me. Like having a legitimate conversation with the real person of Jesus. So so a lot of times I was processing things, right? So we talk a lot about like, I just need to process with someone. Like I need to vent to someone. I just need to, you know, da-da-da-da. So the reason a lot of us have therapists, right, um, is because we need to process out loud what's going on in our heart, in our mind. And I've had a lot of therapists. I actually love therapy, probably a little too much. And so the Lord knew that, of course, because he knows everything. And so he decided to teach me how to process with him, which was really powerful. And so I would write me, M-E dot dot. And then I would write whatever I wanted to talk about. It could be like... I'm feeling ugly. I'm feeling stupid. That was a hard day at work. Like that person's ticking me off. Like I just feel stupid, whatever. Like the real feelings. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like the real stuff, the real, real, real stuff. I would just tell him. I would just tell him like he was sitting there talking to me. And then once I got out that feeling, it could be a short sentence. It could be a paragraph. Didn't didn't matter. Then I would write God dot dot. So I'd write the word God dot dot. And then I would write his response to my initial question or piece of process or whatever it was. And it would be that still small voice I was looking for in my mind. And I would write it out, whatever it was. And then I would write me dot dot. And I would respond 
to what I felt like he was saying. And then I would write God dot dot and I would listen and I would listen for his response to me and I would write it out. And I would just go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth through like hundreds of journals. And it was the most healing thing probably in my entire life was this, this dialoguing with God, this, you know, I'd call it journaling with Jesus. I think the journaling with Jesus term kind of weird some people out because I know some of you have some like weird like scenarios connected to like your journaling days you know I hear a lot of people tell me oh Lynn's I used to journal like all the time and I just can't hack it anymore I can't handle it anymore and I get that I've (laughs) I, I get that you know we all have those seasons where things are really just moving and then God moves you kind of into a different season of doing things differently I think that's very normal um but I would say this this journaling with Jesus dialogue kind of conversation was not the typical journaling because it's not like you're just writing out all your thoughts and feelings, which I think is like super duper healthy. Um, but this was more a conversation with your creator. And it just helped me work through a lot of my problems, a lot of my my mind, you know, the 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 rat race going on in my mind. It brought clarity to me. It brought um healing to me. It helped me get my own thoughts clear. It helped me get my own heart processed. And it was so powerful. And I just, you know, I love it so much. I'm going to share a little, just a little blurb um, from my book where I, where I talk about this because it's just an example, actually. The reason I want to share it with you is because I think a lot of people sit down and want to hear from God on different things, you know, work matters, family matters, um, you know, who's my husband, you know, let's just get real. We all have questions for the Lord. And what I've learned is God is not as much into like answering your question directly, you know, because our emotions can can get mixed up in this and we can hear things that maybe weren't God, you know, it's totally like normal. Um, But I think with my experience in the journaling with Jesus, the dialoguing with the divine, it was more him helping me process and access things in my heart and mind that were hard for me. And almost like a counselor, which would make sense because Jesus called the Holy Spirit our counselor. And we all know that Jesus, Father God, and Holy Spirit are all one, but there's different aspects to them as I read in the Bible. And and the Holy Spirit's the one who lives inside of us. I know they all live inside of us, but the Holy Spirit is the one that, that Jesus talked about coming to live inside of us. And, you know, so he's, and he, his name is the counselor. So we have this counselor who lives inside of us, who is open 24-7, never sleeps, and does not cost $150 an hour. And I'm telling you, that is a very sweet gift from our God. So I don't I don't experience God as much just with this like, God, who's my husband? You know, he doesn't give me the answer. I actually told him I didn't want to know. But, you know, it's not like those direct questions. What should I do? Da-da-da-da-da. Like he gave us free will. So sometimes he'll obviously lead us to do things and and, in obedience, we do them and things. But I don't always think it's like a this or that, you know, which way do I turn? Like, it's not that as much as it is him helping us process our own hearts, him helping our process our own 
pain, him helping us process our own mind, you know, because when we can get things out, when we can process them, that's where healing comes. And that's why therapy is very effective. And again, he gave us a free counselor inside of our hearts, which is, I mean, so kind. So I'm going to just read this example of um, a conversation that I had with Jesus. Me, dot, dot. Jesus, why do I worry about being rejected? Jesus, dot, dot. Because, honey, you are afraid it will hurt so much you won't recover. Me, dot, dot. Is that true, Lord? Jesus, dot, dot. What do you think, beautiful? Me, dot, dot. It feels real, Jesus. Jesus, dot, dot. I know, but is it true? Me, dot, dot. I mean, probably not. But what am I supposed to do? Jesus, dot, dot. About what? Me, dot, dot. About my fear. Jesus, dot, dot. What do you think you should do? Me, dot, dot. I don't know. Jesus, dot, dot. What are you asking, Lindsay? What do you really want to know? Me, dot, dot. Am I going to be okay? Jesus, dot, dot. Yes, beautiful. You are. So that's an example. It's not like a direct question as much as it is him helping you realize how you feel. Because a lot of us are stuck. A lot of us have shoved a lot of our feelings down so that we could survive. And I get that, right? This world is interesting to say the least. And we've had to do that. You know, there's no shame or condemnation there. Like we've had to kind of shove some things down so we could like keep going in life. And luckily for me, God, you know, stopped me in my tracks about five or six years ago. I think it was five. And like, just, I had to stop and he had to heal me. And I thought it was going to take three weeks. It took five years. So, you know, he's on a different timeline than us. But, but, you know, in that time, we processed a lot, just a lot of things I just hadn't had time to process because I was zooming around the world, you know, or zooming around, not the world, that'd be fun, but no, just zooming around like in life, you know, and doing all the things like we all do. So, so anyway, I am going to wrap this up, you know, because we're going on 18 minutes here, but and I like to keep this kind of short for y'all. But, you know, I just this week I, I would I would ask you to. Well, no, I'm not going to ask you to do anything. Y'all are free will. Right. But if you want to, you know, ask God a question. I think a good starter question is, God, what do I worry about? So you write me dot dot. God, what do I worry about most? And then write God dot dot. And just sit in silence and whatever comes to your mind, just in faith, write it down and see, does that sound like God? Does that even sound right? Because we do have an enemy who comes to lie. So there is some practice in this and learning like the difference between God's voice, which is always going to be the fruit of the spirit. It's always going to be love, joy, peace, self-control, you know, long suffering. So, you know, sometimes what God is saying is like, please stop doing that. You know, like he tells me that sometimes because he knows it's best for me that I would stop doing whatever that is. But if it's, if it's the enemy's voice coming in, it's going to carry the fruit of darkness, which is going to be fear, condemnation, um, you know, like just those kind of things. So 
Again, this takes practice and I'm excited to hear. I want to hear your testimonies. So jump on my Instagram, which is lindsaymorgansnyder.com. Or no, Instagram does not have a .com. Lindsay Morgan Snyder. Facebook, I'm Lindsay Morgan Snyder. My website is Lindsay Morgan Snyder. You can tell I keep this simple. Um, my email is on my website. So you can jump on one of those and tell me the testimonies or tell me where you're stuck. I want to hear from y'all. I'm excited. So that's all for today. Love you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you to hear from your father in Jesus name. And that's a wrap. Thanks guys for spending time with us. We so look forward to next time as Lindsay explores more on this thing called love. Jump on over to lindsaymorgansnyder.com or follow her on any of the social platforms at Lindsay Morgan Snyder. Letting Love In, How God Renews Relationships by Crushing Your Inner Critic is Lindsay's first book, and it's available now on Amazon. But before we go, we want to thank our dear friends at Signature Sound Club for the beats. And the voice you're listening to is Nathan Madden. It's been great spending this time with you. Until next time.